The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Early Edge, powered by the Almighty Sports Line. I'm your host, Alan Bell, and we got a fired-up Saturday show for you. Let's take a look at how we did yesterday. Not a bad day at all. Iowa, come on, baby. They end up winning by 10. We needed them by 12 and a half, but you know what? That's part of it. But we had a really solid day. The Chanticleer is coming through for us with Jay Smooth, the machine, M Squared, handling his business. And look at the coach. Even the coach handling his business with his picks. But you know what? We're going to do it again on Saturday. Let's bring in the stars of the show who are going to handle that business for us. Gentlemen, everybody looking sharp, M Squared. How we doing, sir? Good morning, AB. Good morning, everybody. Doing well. Fired up for a huge, huge college basketball slate. One of the last ones of the year of this size. And, of course, round three at the Honda Classic. Yep, you're exactly right. Speaking of college basketball, Jay Smooth, you're going to talk about that here in just a second. But today is a big one, man, and we, we're so fired up to have you here. It is it is go time, guys. To put it lightly, it is go time. It marches around the corner. Next Saturday show will be our first March Saturday. I can't wait. We got 145 games on the slate, the last 100-plus game slate of the year. So let's do it. Let's do it indeed. Andrew Gabas, how we doing, dude? Doing all right? I'm doing good. Had a tough week last week with UFC, but had a nice bounce back yesterday with Bellator and PFL. So ready to keep that momentum rolling into tonight's UFC. There we go, bro. And Micah Roberts, the pool, always looking sharp behind you. How are we doing, sir? We're doing excellent. And I just found out my girlfriend told me that her next trip in the summer, we always like to look forward to something, is Nashville. So I'll be nice. seeing you boys sometime in the summer, maybe, um, I don't know, May or June. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, let us know. When you're yeah, coming, definitely. yeah, we'll, uh, M Squared, he'll have the red carpet rolled out for you here in Nashville. Love Can't it. wait to see it. Yeah, that'll be a good time. All right, storylines that affect the betting lines for today. M Squared, I'm going to come right back at you. We've got round three, PGA Tour. Talk to us. Yeah, round three at the Honda Classic, and it has been uh, an experience at the Honda Classic this year. Uh, we all know golf is a pretty high-variance sport, but this year – of the top 10 in the pre-tournament odds, four of them missed the cut. Uh, Sung J.M., Tommy Fleetwood, Joaquin Neiman, and Matthew Wolf all missed the cut here at this event, uh, making for a very interesting leaderboard heading into the weekend. A couple guys that I've got my eye on, Shane Lowry, Mito Pereira, really like what they've done so far. Daniel Berger has been the class of the field. He's one of the guys in terms of the odds that have actually been where he should. Brooks Kepka got in there, made the cut. We'll see if he can climb the leaderboard today, but it's going to be a very fun one at the Honda Classic. I love the way the PGA Tour is already setting up. It's been exciting already. We've just begun. Like, we've got an entire spring and summer in front of us. All right, speaking of college basketball. All right, Jay Smooth. And speaking of the, the season, while we're starting the PGA Tour, we're wrapping up the regular season in college basketball. And today's pretty important. Talk to us about it. 
Yeah, AB. So we got rivalries today, man. Like, I don't even know where to start. I could break down so many of the games here today. We could talk about how, you know, Tennessee was told not to storm the court if they beat Auburn today. We could talk about some of these big games. That's the way I'm going to go with it. Listen to what we have on the slate. We have Gonzaga St. Mary's. We have Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma. Bedlam in Oklahoma Day, baby. We have UNC, NC State. Huge matchup. We have Lehigh Lafayette. Another crazy big one for those schools. Cal and Stanford hate each other washington washington state gonna be a great one the hundred miles of hate matchup versus western kentucky and middle tennessee is happening today that's a bigger football rivalry but they still don't like each other and then lastly of course we have texas tech versus tcu so it's going to be a loaded saturday wherever you look you're going to find big games that matter to both teams even though it's late in the season you know what you bring up that hundred miles of hate mtsu versus western i that's where i live Right. Like I'm, I'm not too far away from Middle Tennessee State. And you're right. Like those two schools, they hate each other. It's oh, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. All right. Andrew Gabas, talk to us. We've got some PFL today. We've got all kinds of stuff in the world of MMA. Talk to us. What do we need to know about? Yeah, so we actually had some PFL last night. Um, we got UFC today. We have Islam Mahachev taking on Bobby Green. This fight was supposed to be Mahachev taking on Benil Dariush in what was supposed to be a number one contender's bout or at least a title eliminator at 155 pounds. Benil Dariush was forced to pull out due to a pretty gruesome injury. So Bobby Green is stepping up on short notice. They're fighting at a catch weight of 160. Islam Mahachev is a minus 900 favorite, so he's one of the biggest favorites of a men's main event in UFC recent memory for me, at least probably that's only happens a handful of times over the last five years. So Makachev is definitely a big favorite. It's an uphill battle for Bobby green on short notice. So I'm looking forward to see if he can step up to the challenge. You know what? And I'm looking forward to that too. And I'm glad that you clarified uh, that we had PFL last night instead of me saying it today, because anyone that would be looking for it on their television, wondering where in the hell that it was, and uh, yeah, I'd mess them up. All right, Michael Roberts, we got NASCAR. Now, yeah. Daytona was fun. We got Fontana this weekend. Talk to us about it. Yeah, this is uh, uh, going to be interesting, especially because we have a practice here. Last week, we had super speedway racing, bumper to bumper drafting, so essential to winning in that type of racing, but not the same here. This is a two-mile track, 15 degree of banking on the turns, wide sweeping turns, a lot of room, so not a lot of wrecks. Um, like, well, there weren't a lot of wrecks last week either, but Fontana is going to run true to the car and the driver always helps as well. So what we're going to look for in the practice here is 10 consecutive lap averages. And we're going to look at them and I'm betting that it's going to be a lot of Hendrick cars and a lot of Joe Gibbs cars. I think those guys are going to be the strength of this car early on, on these type of tracks. Um, so that's what I'm looking for here. And, and it's good to see Fontana back because it's been since 2020 that they raced on the track. It was the last race before the world shut down. You remember uh, Alex Bowman won the race. It was like 20 to one. That was a good win. But then right after that, Rody Gobert caught COVID. NBA shut down. College basketball tournament shut down. We shut down for a couple months until May 17 when NASCAR made a return on uh, weekday live network TV, the first to come back. So um yeah welcome back fontana welcome back indeed and you know you, you speak about uh, the the cars and the success that they have at different tracks like i find that so fascinating you know like last weekend at a super speedway where we saw a lot of fords that had yeah. success but then we see you know different you know vehicles different owners groups 
drivers that have success on road tracks that have success, you know, wherever like NASCAR is such a fun sport and it changes seemingly week to week, dependent on which track that you're at. All right. Our site play today, we are going to go with, and you heard me talk about it yesterday on the show, Detroit Mercy minus three at home, Fort Wayne. You all know the deal. We talked about it. Detroit is 100% against the spread at home this season. And look, I realize I might be putting the jinx on him right now, right? But we have to talk about it. Like, I can't just, you know, write it in invisible ink and put it on the wall. So we're going to go Detroit. We'll put it on the wall here. Detroit minus three for today. All right, M squared. You know what? I'm not going to yell it like coach because I can't do it today. But you do know the drill, son. Give it to me. All right. Two plays for round three at the Honda Classic. Shane Lowry, minus 125 against Alex Noren. Shane Lowry put together a really nice round yesterday. I like for him to build on that momentum. He's gaining strokes in all of the right categories. Alex Noren, he's fine. He's okay, but he's definitely not the same caliber of player at this point with their current form. So give me Shane Lowry, minus 125. And then the second one, Mito Pereira versus Lee Westwood. Pereira, minus 115 is where we're going with this. This one, we're getting a pretty nice discount because of the name value of Lee Westwood here and the lack of the name value from Mito Pereira just yet. Uh, we're going to be early on him. He's someone who's going to have a lot of success this year. Go looking at the leaderboard in terms of strokes gain data. One thing we love to see is gaining a lot of strokes tee to green consistently and either neutral or negative on the putting greens. That's exactly what we have here. We have a decent putting day at all. We are going to go very low with Mito Pereira. Take him minus 115 against Lee Westwood. Yeah, sorry about your luck, Lee Westwood. You got to go down today. Speaking of that, Andrew Gabas. All right, UFC, let us know, man. Who's tuning who up? Who we betting on? Who we taking? Oh, got the J smooth. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You got to hit mute. How, how are we doing now? There we go. There we go. We've all awesome. done it. Don't worry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, sorry about that. But yeah, two plays I really like today. One of them I gave out during the week on the Sportsline Twitter. That is the Ramiz Brahimaj versus Michael Gilmore under two and a half rounds. So I believe that fight will end before the two and a half minute mark in round number three. I believe Ramiz Brahimaj probably gets a submission, but the under two and a half also covers a Gilmore KO. I think Brahimaj is the much better grappler, but he is smaller and he is he does tend to start fast and could slow down things might get sketchy late if he can't finish Gilmore right away but I think Brahimaj submits him um he, Gilmore is not the best grappler and that's Brahimaj's whole game so I like this under two and a half it's we we bet it at minus 135 it's all the way up to minus 180 now I had it a little bit higher than minus 200 so it's still a little bit of value left on it if you haven't been able to get in on it yet and then the second play I like is Joel Alvarez plus 200 I bet him at plus 265 earlier in the week I really do 
think this is probably one of the most off lines of the year so far. It's a bold prediction on my part because Armin Sarukian is such a hot prospect, but I'm actually picking Joel Alvarez to win outright. He's the much bigger fighter. He's the bigger hitter. He's the better um, submission grappling, and, and I think this is a really tough matchup for Armin here. I'm going with Joel Alvarez as an underdog. I'm going with the under two and a half in the Brahimaj fight. Let's cash these bets. I love it. And, you know, with the mute button, we've all done that. Like, they, we just make a joke about it. Now, surprisingly, like, you, you did pretty well. Like, you've made it a few shows without doing it. I think a lot of us, we really did it on, like, our, our first or second I've never show. done that. I don't know what you're talking about. Andy. That <laughs> never happens to me. Yeah, it's only named after Jay Smooth. So, yeah, I wouldn't listen to that whatsoever. No, I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> Michael Roberts, coming right back at you, buddy. Talk to us. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to go over in the Duke and Syracuse game. Duke's gone over five of their last seven games. And at home, Syracuse is four and one to the over their last five. But it's not so much the overs and everything. It's just about what Syracuse does at home. They're a completely different team than they are on the road and amazing. I look at their season average 77-74, but you take them at home, they're 84 to 73. And they shoot like 7% higher on the road than they do I mean, at home than they do on the road. So I'm going to go over on that one. That looks like a good one there. And then we're going to uh, your place, Murfreesboro. We're going to uh, Middle Tennessee, 14-0 and at home this season. Rolling. This team was picked to finish last in the conference. And this is what the transfer portal does. Josh Jefferson killing it. This is his third stop in his career, Illinois State, Green Bay. But he's he's carrying the team, 14 points a game doing his stuff, and we've got the streaks here. First of all, Middle Tennessee, best cover team in the nation, 25-1. and one. I mean, you really don't even have to handicap it. You just play a team that's hot like that. They've covered their last six, won their last seven, and one of those before that seven-game win streak was a win at Western Kentucky, 93-85, and since then, Western Kentucky's won all seven games, but I, I'm going to go for the season sweep here with Middle Tennessee. And uh, for NASCAR, I'm going to go with uh, Kyle Busch to win. He is 8-1. to one. I'm also going to bet him in every matchup I see out there other than Kyle Larson. I am uh, like him a lot. Uh, this guy has loved this track in multiple different cars. He's got six in Xfinity wins there. He's got four wins in the Cup Series, two in the Truck Series. He's just Mr. Fontana. He's the active leader in wins, laps led, top fives, everything. And if you look at his last nine races there, this is why I'm betting him top three, betting him to win and betting the matchups. Seven of his last nine starts at Fontana, he's finished third or better, including three wins. That's pretty strong stuff. And you're going to win a lot of matchups with that type of consistency. Worn track, he loves it. And it's just going to be one of those things. He's just going to keep going and moving forward. And I like him to win eight to one odds. So um, Kyle Busch is my play. We'll learn a lot more about the cars here. This is, again, we don't know how these cars run on these type of tracks yet. We'll learn a lot more today's practice. But from the outset, Kyle Busch is my guy. Well, Kyle Bush, I like it. You're right about Middle Tennessee State, the Blue Raiders in the glass house. They really are. They're the number one team in the country in terms of covering the spread. All right, college basketball. You know what, Jay Smooth? You know the rules. Whenever I host, you are in the maestro's position. And, buddy, you came fully loaded with picks today. Fire at us. What do we got? What if I told you, A.B., that this was just the tip of the iceberg? But, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. I have five picks for the show. So, you know, maybe spread your units out a little bit over them. 
but let's get started. It's going to take a minute. Dayton minus 10 last night where I picked it up. I, I don't know if it, if it stays under minus 12, you're probably fine with this one. The line's too low. Dayton's hot. Uh, they've won all five of their last games by an average of 60 points. They're playing this LaSalle team who, you know, is kind of at the bottom of this conference. We've seen that Dayton has beaten these worst teams in the conference by these large margins. They are playing well. LaSalle really kind of hasn't been it all season. They're, Dayton's covered eight of 10 games that they've played against teams with losing records. So I do think they will be able to go in get another double digit win here and take care of business. Some good value on the, uh, the favorite there. Then we're going to go with Penn minus one. I think it's out to bound minus two now or something, but I still think that's all right. And let me tell you what's going on with this one. It is what we call the business end of the season, right? Teams are playing for their postseason lives. What's going to be going on is that the teams with a lot to play for probably going to be a little bit hungrier well that's what we have with Penn Penn is one game behind the lead in the Ivy League with nine wins they need their 10th win today to keep pace with Yale and Princeton if they can get this win over Dartmouth they will push for a big game at home versus Princeton which could give them one of the top four seeds one of the top sorry one of the top two of the four seeds in the in the postseason tournament so I think Penn's going to get this done I don't really think Dartmouth is that great my Minus one, minus two should both be okay. Then I'm going to go to the Patriot League. Colgate minus six and a half. I grabbed that one last night. Minus seven should still be okay. Minus seven and a half. You're getting a little risky here. And here's why. Because Colgate has won every single game that they've won by at least six six and a half points. That means they would have covered a minus six and a half spread on every single win. So if you think they're going to win, there's probably a good chance they cover this. They have already beaten this Navy team by 19 points on the road. I do think they get it done again. Minus six and a half. Too low. They're going to flex their muscles to end the season. It is their last game. Uh, New Orleans, minus one and a half. They're playing Northwestern State. We just picked on Northwestern State a bit the other day. If you follow some of my other picks, they're pretty terrible. Uh, They're one of the worst five teams in defense in the entire nation. New Orleans should be able to get this done. They're a much better team. They rank around 230th in the nation compared to Northwestern State, which is like just pretty terrible. Uh, yeah, UNO has won eight of its last 10 games and they're going to look to, uh, get this one done now. North, this is actually a really interesting fact about Northwestern. They've won just five D one games all year. And three of them have come against incarnate word who, you know, somehow manages to be worse than Northwestern state. So yeah, the small number on new Orleans there looks really (laughs) nice. And then, all right, Justin, you're taking all favorites. You got to give us an underdog. Fine. Nebraska, Omaha, plus seven. Hold on to your hats. This is gross. This is two of the worst 20 teams in the nation. But St. Thomas, a lot worse. They haven't been able to cover at home at all. Only one cover in their nine home games. So they're really just not able to get this done on their own floor. Maybe getting those home court advantage points are maybe too much for them. Probably don't have much of a home atmosphere. Again, this is not a big basketball program college. Uh, Yeah, this is just pretty gross. I think Omaha is going to be looking to avoid a sweep. Seven points here was just too much. I think this one probably closes around four points. And both teams probably have a good chance to win. Uh, St. Thomas really just doesn't play defense anymore. I don't know when they stopped, but they just don't play defense. So, yeah, those are the five. And then, you know, pay attention. Social media, I handicapped all 145 last night. I have about another 13 in my pocket. So we'll see. That's it? You only handicapped 145 games? Come on. Just a few. (laughs) Now, I will say you spoke about betting two of the worst teams in the country. We actually did that at M squared's house on a race to 10 and uh, it could get exciting or it could get horrific in a hurry. So yeah, it's always fun betting those teams that just literally cannot shoot three literally just can't do. 
But yeah. All right, everybody, grab your paper, grab your pencil. Let's take a look at the recap for today. And it does look glorious. Look what we got. M squared. You got Shane Lowry minus 125. Pereira minus 115. Jay Swoo's on Daytona or Daytona. Dayton, Daytona. Minus 10. I was thinking of NASCAR here. Dayton minus 10. Penn minus one. Colgate minus six and a half. New Orleans minus one and a half. Omaha plus seven. Site play. We're going to go Detroit minus three. Michael Roberts, Duke, Syracuse over 151. In the middle, Tennessee State, Blue Raiders minus two and a half. Gavis, we're going to go Alvarez plus 200. Ramajav Gilmore under two and a half. Uh, and the two-piece today. All right, a humble but nice money line two-piece. We're going to go Oklahoma money line, Florida Gulf Coast money line. That pays out a nice plus 170. All right, so. Everybody, we've done enough damage for today. Jay Smooth's got another 145 basketball games. He's got a breakdown here and handicap, so we're going to let him get to it. But you have your marching orders. Best of luck, everybody. Let's cash some tickets, and we'll see you tomorrow. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, Brady PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.